All right. This is how I need to adjust the mic real quick. That's gonna bring in some mic popping and shit. I think that's fine. But yeah, this is Gabe. This is AG. And we just got back from watching The Sound of Freedom. And you know what? I, I think we should first talk about the whole controversy going on with the movie. Did, were you betting that the ACs were going to be off and shit like that? I mean, I, from what I've been hearing, I wasn't going to be surprised. Um, it was nice that they were working, but I wasn't going to put it past any theater, especially the quarry. I, I was I was surprised that it was showing on two screens. Yeah. I thought it was going to be showing it on one, but it's on two. So there was one downstairs and one upstairs. Maybe maybe that's what uh, they were trying to steer people away. Break the fucking escalators. All right. Yeah, yeah they you, go, oh, you know what? The escalator's not working. I'm not going to watch The Sound of Freedom here, dude. You can watch it, but you can't go home. <laughs> yeah, all these left-wing people are going to kill me now. <laughs> no, wait, but, but did you get at any point, okay, because left-wing media... For some reason, don't want people to watch this, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that, and then we're gonna talk about what we think of the movie. But did you at any point feel like this is a right wing movie or a Christian movie? No, I, I didn't get that at all, and that's that's going in already hearing stuff like that, and I didn't get that sense at all. And and I've seen. You know, a buttload of Christian movies. I've seen Left Behind, the one with Kurt Cameron and the one with uh, Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I just saw that one last year. (laughs) I was like, it can't be the Christian. I can't imagine Nicolas Cage was like, well, shit, I guess Nicolas Cage will do anything these days. And and, and I've seen, you know, a handful. This movie didn't have that type of feel. As far as politics or left, right, I mean, I just... It's good, good versus bad, good versus evil, right versus wrong. That's there's not really a side to take when it you, comes to right and wrong. You said that you know there's someone going to be this right versus wrong. Are you calling left wing wrong? <laughs> you know, like it, it, these motherfuckers turn everything around. Like you know, and, and I'll say too, like I'm pretty sure a bunch of right wing people went to go see it thinking it's going to be a Christian movie, but it's not, and. There's zero politics in this movie. This movie just focuses on the one important thing, and that's child trafficking. Mm-hmm. So, what would you say? Because th- th- there's a lot of YouTubers saying that because when the movie ended, there's a movie by Jim Caviezel saying, you know, thank you, thanking us for watching the movie and to pay it forward. You know, buy tickets for people out there who can't afford it or are don't want to pay for it but are interested. People say that that's really dumb. It's just like, what's that going to do? Well, spread awareness of it. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, like I was telling you on, on the way back, like there's there's so much bullshit, like where this color ribbon, yellow, blue, oh, yeah. pink, all this shit, like what for? Spread awareness. What's that going to do? Well, spread awareness. That's all that matters. Spreading awareness. Okay. Why is spreading awareness about child trafficking bad why can't it be on the same level as breast cancer awareness mm-hmm. it, um, it's it wasn't like a slime slimy move it didn't look like you know they're trying to like like a cash grab you know and i don't think that was the whole message it, it was awareness like you said like oh you care about 
a cause, you care about an issue, you want more people to know. The more people they know, the more people can come together and help. Okay. No, okay, we, we had to turn off the AC real quick. Okay, but what else? What was it? We are talking about the awareness thing. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, spreading awareness is never a bad thing. And you want eyes on an issue. You want people to to be not really forced to take notice, but you want some people are just so oblivious and they might not even know what's going on. So why wouldn't you want to spread that message? And if anybody is against spreading a message about, you know, keeping children safe and saving people, you know, in the sex trade business, which, I mean, they do some numbers and it was like a $150 billion. Yeah, $150 billion yearly business, dude. <laughs> That's... That's just... It's awful. horrifying and infuriating at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money, and it's not any poor, broke people spending all that money. And it's- yeah, you said like a lot of it, a lot of the buyers and shit like that, consumers come from the United States also. Yeah, and I believe that. I mean, we're a sick fucking country with an even sicker history that is not taught. Everything that we are taught is just, you know... Gloss- all the good side. It's all glossed over. You know, we, we're celebrating Thanksgiving. Or we, I mean, you know, you can, it won't be hard to find the actual atrocities that, you know, happen surrounding that. And this is just not a myth. It's not a conspiracy theory. And I don't know how people could chalk it up to that. Oh, it's just one of those, one of those issues that it's not really important. And that it's, that's the most important thing going on right now. I don't yeah. care about aliens or the existence of aliens. Well, I mean, I, I kind of do care about aliens. <laughs> But I, I see what you're saying. And yeah, like, in the end, like, it's really important. And I, I'm I, I'm not going to lie. I'm glad that we just weren't happy with the Oppenheimer times. And we decided to say, you know, just watch this. Yeah. It was an and, easy decision to make. Yeah. And the movie didn't drag at all. Oh, wait. Hold on. Yeah, John, John. I mean, you're going to be here listening to it, I guess. But yeah, we're now we're, we're recording for an episode. John just like going over that movie. Okay. But um wait, where was I on? I forgot. <laughs> but but no, but you know, again, like like you were saying, it's no surprise a lot of it's consumed here in the United States. I mean when you think about it, all these people because the movie took place in uh what was it? Colombia, Guatemala, or Honduras. Yeah, all those places in South America. Yeah. And, you know, they get moved through Mexico and over to our borders. I mean, so it's easy for them. And. <coughs> well, they even mentioned Russia as a destination, which I, is. I was about to say that. You see that part? When they're like, she can be anywhere, man. She can be in LA. She can be in Moscow. And that part, man, I was just like, dude. If, if she made it to Russia, it's over, dude. I was just, man. It, it's, it, it's, it's a fucked up movie to think about. It's a fucked up movie to watch, but you have to just watch it. You can't just ignore it. And again, where I'm going to take it back to the left wing media for some reason saying it's a Christian conservative movie when it's not. <laughs> it's not a Christian conservative movie. It's just a movie of, 
They're they're saying it's like a fantasy. I was like, this shit actually fucking happened. Yeah, like I I know there's one part he said is not true, but they did it for the movie. That's when he he uh, well we'll talk about that later. But uh, the one fatality in the movie, he said that 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 was like you know drama. What would say dramatized or yeah for for dramatic effect. Yeah, you know that's it. But other than that, you know the rest of the movie is pretty much how it happened. And you know at this point, it's about children. It's it's not about the left or the right. The only mention of God was God's children are not for sale. And I don't think that's enough to make it a Christian movie. I mean, because at this point, you can just you can just label every movie about exorcism Christian movie yeah. if that if that's the case. Yeah, or every sports movie where they thank God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is, Is Rudy a Christian, a Christian movie? movie? It was like Notre Dame. That, that's God's team right there. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know what? That means you would also have to consider Count Airplane 1 as a Christian movie because it ends with a Notre Dame fight song. Nor- Notre Dame, Catholics, Catholic school. I mean, where, where the fuck do we draw the line, you know? I've heard enough. <laughs> Yeah, now that movie, it just, the whole vibe, I mean, it's uneasy. Like, it's not a movie that you get hype about going to see. It's something that you're like, you know what, I want to see that just because, you know, why Why wouldn't you want to see it? They, they made it for a reason, and if you if you give a fuck about children, you owe it to them to see it. Yeah. And... Just the fact that this dude, a part of his job, requires him to watch this bullshit. Like, dude, like, when he, he when he sat in front of the computer and he started crying, it's just like, dude, how the fuck can anyone do this job? And, like, you know, just like his partner said at the beginning, like, I've seen murder, like, you know, I've been on murder crime scenes and, you know, this is another level, man. Yeah. This is, he's like, I can't handle it. He, you can't blame him either for wanting to quit. Mm-mm. Why would you want to continue? Yeah, no, I mean, nobody's really built for that. And if you are, then you're a fucking you're monster. <laughs> or you're, yeah, you're, you're lying or you're a monster. Like, if, if you're okay with this and you want to, what I'm, I still stand by this and I don't give a fuck if it's a right wing opinion, but. I don't see how anyone was like, yeah, sure, I'll watch Cuties. I, I, I still, I never saw the fucking movie. I, I'm not interested in watching the fucking movie. But, you know, here's the thing. So when Cuties came out, there's this dude, there's this writer for, uh, I think it's The Guardian, who defended the movie. This same guy talks shit about the sound of freedom. The same guy also is a spokesperson for an organization that defends pedophiles. This organization pretty much said that the removal of CP would lead to a more dangerous future for children. <laughs> and I'm not fucking around, dude. They they said that shit pretty much. And pretty much their idea is 
all the CP that's floating around, all this bullshit, use it to give it to these guys. That way they can suppress their feelings on that, get it out that way, and not harm real children. It's like, motherfucker, you're still harming real ch- children. You're if you, contributing, yeah. contributing to the harm, and that's just as bad. Yeah. That is not even, there's no logic in that, in that statement. And anybody that agrees with that is just, you're not right, you're not wrong, you're just fucked up. It's stupid. It's a stupid, you know, idea to to agree with. Yeah. And and it's, I mean, again, I mean, are you surprised that this motherfucker who defended cuties says sound of freedom is right-wing Christian garbage when it's not? It's, I, I, um, there, there's this, um, there's this left-wing YouTuber, her, and she goes by the name of Shoe on Head. She saw the movie because she's like, oh, there's a bunch of Christian conservative stuff. I want to watch this. And she's like, I want my fucking money back because I didn't see no Christian conservative shit throughout the whole fucking movie. She's like, yeah, it's a good movie. It spreads a good message. But why the fuck are the left wing media that I'm supposed to believe telling me that it has all this bullshit that just doesn't exist in the film? The movie is not political at all. It's about rescuing children. Why would you be against that? Why would you be against that message or that that awareness? Well, it's why would Disney be against that? Because I mean, remember, we know uh, why. But. <laughs> it was it was made under Fox. Then when Disney bought bought uh, Fox, it got shelved. They didn't want to, so the creators fought really hard to get the rights back to it. They did. It, just the fact you at the end with that message was Cavizio telling you. This movie was made five years ago. Five fucking years ago, dude. Why the fuck are we barely seeing it now? Why did a lot of people not want to be a part of this? And I I love what he says, too. Like, all the names you're seeing on the side scrolling up, those are all the people who decided to stand up. Yeah, they're not afraid, dude. They're not afraid of the fucking Hollywood elite. Being blackballed or blacklisted. Yeah. What's the difference, blackballed? Same thing? Oh, uh, you know what? John John's here. John John, what's the difference between blackballed and blacklisted? I mean, we know what blacklisted is. What is blackballed? It's the same thing. Oh. Huh. Huh. This is a harsher word for it. Balls? It's not like a more extreme form of blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> the Hollywood oh, version. That's funny. But... <laughs> Unless you're Wesley Snipes. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, there's a thing, too, like, um, like, recently, everybody's hating Mel Gibson in Hollywood because, you know, he he's working with Tim Ballard, the guy that the movie Sound of Freedom is based on, and they don't like that. And they already didn't like Mel Gibson. He was talking about something... um. Back when he was going to seek funding for the uh, Passion of the Christ, mm-hmm. and he went to these uh, this organization of bishops, and he said that they turned their back on him because, well, when he was seeking funding, I forget exactly how the story went. Like Mel Gibson explains it. They turned his back on him because he helps out priests who get bullied by bishops 
and, and I guess bishops are and and or cardinals because they are whistleblowers trying to get out the dirt, the dirty shit that the that the church and the Vatican do. And the fact that Mel Gibson is trying to help these priests, they don't like him either. So what the deal is, they get these whistleblowers, they 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 send them to just real shitty places, and they mistreat them until they quit. Wow! And uh, my best friend was saying that's exactly what it sounds like. What cops do to good cops, they they just fuck with them, bully them until they quit, and. You know, it's like I was saying, you know, like, it's powerful people. It's powerful people who do this mm-hmm. and consume this shit. And, I mean, it, it goes back to the thing, like, are you surprised that it said, oh, yeah, like, a lot of the fucking buyers slash consumers are from the United States. <laughs> yeah. That's... And the first thing I thought was fucking California, dude. Oh, yeah. Hollywood. Hollyweird. Speaking of weird, like, I didn't get all the info, but Kevin Spacey got let off, right? For whatever charges he had? He got let off. Um, Was he doing time or no? No. But he got let off, and uh, there's just people saying, well, they just didn't have enough evidence, and they just fucking let him go. But I still think the evidence is all there, man. But were people dying? No. Like accusers or no? I I heard a joke. About it, so I, I didn't know if there was any truth to that, where people were like disappearing. Or... Man, I hope not. But oh. no, it was just a bunch of dudes saying that they got hit on by Kevin Spacey. He was uh like, you know, sexually. Yeah. But I think the evidence is all there. Where I thought he was straight the whole time, but then that happens, and the first he's like, "Oh, I'm gay," and everybody's like, "Oh, okay," you know. I mean, that should whoa well, I me. Mean, well, you just pretty much told us you admitted to it right there. But yeah, you know, same thing with Brian Singer. I wonder what the fuck happened with Brian Singer, the director of X-Men. You know, he was accused of this shit, too. Mm-hmm. The dude's producing movies still. He's not directing them, but he's producing them. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. But I, I think we need to talk about the movie now because we showed up. Dude, there was a lot of trailers. There was a lot. of. I mean, I, I don't know if that's a new thing. I haven't been in the movies in, since 2018, Sonic the Hedgehog. There was like 20 minutes worth of trailers. There was a lot of trailers. I remember we used to tell people like, oh, don't worry. You, you get like uh, 15 minutes worth of trailers. It seemed longer than fucking 15 minutes now. But. Yeah, because I was in the longest line from hell for popcorn. I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss at least 10 minutes. Already. Okay. No, I'm, dude, I'm, you made it just in time. Yeah. And I, I kept looking at the my phone and i was like oh it's already you know it should have started already and then sure enough like i got got inside and it was barely starting so you still no yeah no you, you had like a trailer or two to still see oh yeah you're right i did see about a trailer but um oh uh there, there's a trailer to the color purple oh for real but it says it's a reimagining of it is everybody white <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> well i just like, why would you want to reimagine the color purple? Like, it's a brutal fucking story. It's fucked up, but it I don't think it's going to be just like the original. Yeah, we couldn't get Danny Glover back on if, it. If Emma Stone's <laughs> not playing Harpo, I don't want to watch it. No, it's... Yeah, I know. It's, I, I, it was obvious. Like, okay, just because all the text was in purple. And, 
a retelling of a classic. I'm like, it's the color purple, but it doesn't <laughs> look like the color purple. Oh, and he's like, yeah, the original is a good movie. But this one just, I don't know, man. It's got a, what's her face? The one who played Ariel. Yeah. She's, she's, she's the main character, but whatever. But the, the movie, man, uh, when it started, like, I knew what the fuck was going to happen. You know what the fuck's going to happen, man. And I mean, yeah, you know what? There's going to be spoilers in this starting from right now. So fuck it. But I knew what was going to happen in the movie right at the beginning. Like, oh, you know, your daughter has a beautiful singing voice and we want to bring her to like a, what, what, like, she was supposed to be like a scout. Yeah, a talent scout. And she was sh- showing the the data brochure with, uh, you know, modeling samples and you know, kids and auditioning and whatever. Yeah, and then like the sun walks in and she's like, oh, who's this cutie? It's yeah, just her, like, her that, face that lit up in like a, in an ugly way. Yeah. You know? Like, like fucking what's her face that fucking bitch from doctor uh doctor sleep oh i haven't seen that yet with, with the hat it's like she looked at him like she's like like whoa yeah like like you re- like 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 they just presented to her like a delicious dish she's into yeah. that's the way the way her face looked when she saw the kid yeah and i was just like dude that should have been a sign right there like why do you want my kid to like yeah. why him you heard him sing? <laughs> He's ugly. He's been ugly. No, you know. Joking. But, you know, it's fucked up when she's like, you know what, dude, there's all these kids here. They're, we're going to be talented. Dude, you see, that was the part that fucking pissed me off, too, because if you don't know what the movie's about, you just go in blind. Like, okay, they're, they're posing for pictures. They they take off her, her little hair thing so it could be more down and put lipstick on her. Oh, yeah. That was just and, so... And you realize they are just taking pictures of them to to send out to people who are interested to yeah, buyers. It's like, it's like a menu, pretty much. There. Yeah, yeah. They were they were using that time to just take photos of them to put a menu together for these motherfuckers. And they were unbuttoning their shirts, like not. Yeah, dude. Not super inappropriate, but inappropriate. It, it's inappropriate just to begin with. Even like, there's no reason to unbutton, you know, a kid's polo or a girl's like dress that has a few buttons, like. And I think the whole headband thing, they wanted to, I mean. Oh, even just putting lipstick on Yeah, her. that's like just fucking sus. Which I hate to use modern words, but yeah, that was very suspect. And and what pissed me off was, because just, you know, could, you could, you, like, I'm not a father. I know you are. But could you put yourself in that situation where he went back at 7 p.m. and there's just an empty dark room? That's the part that. Really, like, what's the opposite of jumpstarting your heart? <laughs> like, that really just dropped my my heart to my stomach just because I couldn't imagine that. And there's n- nowhere to go and nothing to do, no one to call at that moment. You're just, you're going crazy. And, and he's, you know, banging on every door that's near. He's running just blindly out in the street and with no, you know, direction. And that's what I was saying. Like, you know, he's out in the street. And every building around her just looks abandoned. Yeah, it's like a ghost town. You see, and then like like the next thing, like we we move to like a pedophile, I guess uploading a menu because he types out like uh, what did he say? Like his sampler? Or yeah, some shit? the the spring sampler or something like that. The summer sampler. 
you see now this part I, I want to look more into because Homeland Security is right outside his house. They're ready to bust him, and they they mentioned that they can't let him log out because if he logs out, they got nothing. That's fucking crazy. I want to know how that works. And I, they, they, I don't get why the ISP wasn't enough, you know, for when he uploads or even whatever server he's on. Like, I don't know why that's not enough. Probably un- untrackable stuff. Like, John, was there VPN stuff back in t- like 2012, 2011, 2010? Yeah, it's been around for a while. Maybe, maybe that's what he was using. Maybe. But I know they they break into his house carefully, quietly. <laughs> Dude, they just bust that door down and tackle his ass quick to make sure he doesn't log out. But you see, like it's, it's just like, yeah, dude, they got one. You're like, you, you know, you felt good about that part. They caught a piece of shit. But then when they go to his basement and you see all those dolls, and then you see his library, and they all marked with ages, and one of them says zero through six. Dude, now that part fucking pissed me off, man. Yeah, I mean, there's videos. They don't even like harp on the number of videos. And they kind of focus on uh, a bunch of binders, a lot, hundreds, literally hundreds. And I mean, the, the one of the guys is, well, I don't remember if it's Jim Caviezel. I think it is him. He's thumbing through a few pages. And he, I mean, no, no, that that was his friend, the partner. Oh, okay. That, that's the guy that said oh, he's that, been on many crime scenes and this yeah, is yeah, nothing yeah. compared to that. Yeah. You could just see the look in his eye. Or and, that crime scenes are not compared to this. Like, this is more insane. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, you're right. Like like he had this fucking genuine look of horror, dude. Yeah. When, man. But you know, that that's where we that we go to the next scene where where he's telling like how many child or how many pedophiles have you arrested? And it was like in the hundreds. Mm-hmm. Like, but how many kids have you gotten back? Just doesn't answer. That was like the part was like that's it might feel like a victory, but that's the loss. You know, it's like, oh, you know, we, we can only operate with the United States, you know, can't go anywhere. And, you know, that it goes to the scene where he has to look at the evidence. He sits in front of a computer and he's looking at all this fucked up shit and he just starts crying. And you go see this piece of shit in a cell. And, you know, he starts pretending himself that he's a pedophile himself. You know, like when he tells him, like, oh, I watch this stuff all the time. Like, it's, it's, but my job requires me to have to watch this. And what that he became one just by watching it, you know, trying to convince him that he's one of them. He's like, oh, you're one of us. Like, that was, it sounds like, like, oh, you're like, 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 you want me to believe that you're one of us. That's what he tells him. Yeah. But the way he said one of us, I thought, like, just the way he said one of us, like, like monsters, like vampires, you know? Yeah. Like, that's exactly what the fuck they are. But, He's able to convince him, and he thinks Caviezel's his homie, you know, playing Tim Ballard. And he had written a book, right? He wrote a book, and and Tim Ballard's like, I got three copies. He's like, yeah, but this one's special. He's got a note dedicated to him. And then when he turns the page, it's the picture of the boy that he promised to Tim Ballard because Tim Ballard made him think that he's a pedophile. Yeah, he gained his his trust. Yeah, he's like, you're going to have that boy for a weekend. His name is Teddy Bear. I'm like, motherfuckers, dude. So I, I thought that was like one of the coolest parts because he tells them like, you're not going to hurt these kids anymore. And they arrest his ass. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Fuck this dude. 
But the next part where they no, but what's funny though, he was so already trusting of him that he thought he was like kind of cracking a joke. He didn't mm-hmm. he didn't understand the context. And he even asked him, "What does that mean?" Yeah, and he and thought was, he thought he was fucking around, and it was blatantly telling him like, "You know, you're done." Yeah, and he was like, "What?" Like, I don't get it. Yeah, but we see the dude who has the kid, who we also get flashbacks up to where he bought the kid. Get separated from his sister, they get put on a fucking boat. They all these a kids, container, a yeah, storage container. Yeah, they get put in a storage container, thrown on a boat, and just the next thing you see is just in the middle of the fucking ocean. All these kids are screaming out the window, dude. That's the part where two people just got up and just left. Yeah, because it was a hard part to watch, dude. Just kids being thrown in a container, they're you know, being shipped off, and they're screaming, and no one hears. You them. know what got me? Uh, the part that where I, I cheered up the first time was it shows, you know, two of the kids looking out. But it wasn't even a window. It was a fan. Yeah. A little cheap little fan, not even the size of a record. And you see two kids screaming and then one kind of like just looking. And then there's one like praying. She has her hands folded and she's rocking back and forth. I'm like, dude, that kid is so young. And to be like praying for, you know. Whatever she's praying for to be rescued, for it to end, just scared. That part just got me. I was like, dang, like no kid should be pleading to to God or or whatever. So young, you know, like, it was that be- part got me be- because that part too, where where they're screaming and it shows you the outside and it's just there in the middle of the ocean, dude. No one can hear them. Did you get the sense that? Every container had kids or no? Or do you think it was just they sprinkle them in there? I didn't think about that. I thought it was just them in there. Right. That'd be too bold to ship a whole boat full of... And that's about when the people walked out. And, and I remember thinking, like, okay, they're both walking out. It's not like somebody went to get popcorn. Yeah, no, they, they both took off. Yeah. Because that, that's a really fucked up scene, too. They left. And that's where we get the scene next where they... uh they run into the buyer, some fat white dude, and he buys Miguel, the the little brother. And man, they they hit the little girl too. Yeah, they hit her. They knock her down. And man, the part where he has him at his, I guess, his apartment, and the kids eating, and he's like, "You want to eat some more?" He's like, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're gonna eat this, you gotta do something for me. You know, there's bad people that want to find you. And, if they do, something bad's gonna happen to your sister. Like this motherfucker. Yeah, if they dude. find out you're not you're not listening to what I ask you to do, then they're gonna hurt her. Yeah. And you don't wanna piss off the bad people. It's just manipulative and it's sick and I mean it's a child and it's just a shitty way to I mean, you're already a shitty person doing that and they just top it off with that. And well it's cool because like the next scene we see is they're driving up to the border. And Cavizio's just there. He sees that guy. He sees Miguel in the back seat, little kid. And he's like, yeah, that's him. <laughs> they fucking rush him quick, dude, arrest him. And this is the part that pissed me off and where I actually cried the first time. I mean, I was tearing up the first time, but this is the part that really got me the worst. That's where he asked me, go, what's your name? And he tells him fucking teddy bear. I was like, don't say fucking teddy bear, dude. But he did. I just, and it's just like he said. He was already conditioned, dude. It's kind of hard to follow the time lapse, like in the movie. Yeah, but, you know they bring it up that oh he is possibly 
you know, working, or not working, just they had him doing what they had him doing for oh, about three months. And even he didn't know what month it was, and he had to ask him once he was finally safe, you know, took him out for a burger, and he's like, what, what month is it, or what day? That's just sad. Like, I was like, you're seven years old, and he's like, well, what what month is it? Is it April? So no, it's uh, July. Oh, I'm eight years old. I'm like, fuck. You know, and like that's where he tells him his name, and uh, I guess we're like a Saint Saint Timothy. Mm-hmm. He asked if he could rescue his sister. It's just like, dude, I'd be like, to to make that promise, you know, to make that fucking promise and say okay is hardcore, man. That that's dedication. Yeah, because he had the little medallion that his sister gave him when they were in the container, and and he. You know, once he told him his name, he's like, "Oh, it's Tim- Timothy or Timoteo in Spanish." And he he showed him the medallion and was like, "Oh, well, you're here to save children, aren't you? Can you save my sister?" And he was like, "How could he say no to that? You know, how the fuck could he say no to that?" And 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 that's what the movie becomes. He's it's not that he's not trying to rescue any just one kid, but like he's trying to save her because he made a promise. Yeah, and it, it it's. Is it considered a victory? Like, yeah, you got the kid back with his dad, but then the dad tells you, like, how would you feel if you got home and one of your kids' beds was empty? <laughs> you know, like, he might have gotten his son back, but not his daughter. And that is, you can't blame the dad for putting him in that situation. Yeah. It's like, if he was able to get his son back, this is this guy's your only hope that you're going to see your daughter again. I think he was just grieving. I, I, don't, I didn't get the sense he was trying to be a dick or, like, ungrateful. He was just fucking grieving yeah I, I i saw it as like he was begging him yeah you know like just get my get my daughter back man if you got my kid back yeah i'm sure you could do it again and you know they, they we're just gonna fast forward to this because there's a lot of details man but he ends up asking was it like the director of the uh, homeland security yeah like hey give me time man give me like a week fly down there what was it columbia yeah and I'll have some results. But he didn't get them. And the dude's like, you know what? I'm seeing nothing. Just come back home. Well, actually, when he asked for that week, that was to let that first pedophile go. Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. When he went to to bring up that, that situation, he was like, ah, you know, it's not really something we can do, but I'm going to let you do it. You have a budget of 10000 after that. You're done. You know, come home. And, you know, sure enough, he already expanded... Or, he overspent too. Yeah, he overspent everything, and he was like, "You gotta come. You gotta come home. There's no way we can continue what you're doing. I but, can't cover it." But he ended up quitting. Yeah, because he already made connections with some people who were in the business of rescuing children. Mm-hmm. One of them, an ex cartel guy. Yeah, who admitted to sleeping with was it a fifteen year old? He thought she was twenty five, and he said when they were done, he saw the look in her eyes. He was like, I saw darkness and sadness, because, but I realized I am that darkness. He put the gun on his head. He was going to kill himself. But, you know, he feels, I guess he felt he got a message from God or something. He's like, when you get a, when God tells you to do something, you, you don't hesitate. Mm-hmm. And so he made it his business to rescue children to repay for what the fuck he did. Yeah, he'd buy them the way he would buy any. Well, not, you know. He bought them the way people buy them. Yeah. Which is 
fucking sick to even say. And he rehomed him yeah. in safe, safe places. Yeah. He did that with many kids. So they got him. And in this, did I hear correctly, a billionaire who had worked with Homeland Security before? I think he was a millionaire. He had a lot of money. Let's had, say that. He had a lot of money. He was a young, handsome dude with lots of fucking money. Yeah. And he liked to play cop. Is yeah. The way they put it. Oh, he, you know, he gets like. I mean, he. Like, like his fantasy, I guess. Yeah. He had money, though, and he was using it to. He used it like real life Batman in a much, way, yeah. sort of. But they had the idea to get him to open a place where it's a members only pedophile paradise. They were shooting for a hotel. Yeah. And it, it kind of evolved into uh, an a, island. A, a, whole pr- a island. private island, dude. Small private island. And the deal was they have that with minimum 100 girls or 100 children, but they were able to get 50. Yeah. So they were only able to get like, what, exclusive, 53. Exclusive $100,000 annually. Yeah. Per member. $100,000 a year and all the pedophiles can do whatever they want as much as they want. Yeah. So, they get in contact with the uh, abductors who abducted Miguel and his sister in hopes that they're going to bring the girl. They make a deal. They bring him on this island. And something happens where they didn't bring all the kids. They only had like 30-something kids. But eventually, the kids do. They do bring the uh, the rest of the kids. And that's where the authorities come in, arrest everyone. And Yeah, even I, though he was kind of off the books, he still had support from Homeland Security. As far as backup, and they were already they're waiting to pounce. Yeah, they were ready to fucking take them off. But you want? Uh, they, I like how they made it look how. Oh yeah, like that dude sold them out. One of the. Yeah, like they they arrested him. He didn't blow his cover. Oh yeah, yeah, that too. It's like get rid of the their boss, no cuffs. That way, it can look like he ratted them out, yeah. and that scared the shit out of them, and that gave them all the info. Yeah, and they're like, oh, who else is the buyer? Some dude named Scorpion. Yeah. Scorpion, who resides in rebel territory, where the authorities won't go. No one goes. And the only idea was the ex-cartel guy who's like, yeah, but there's a bunch of medical people going down there who are allowed to go down there uh, to help with the spread of disease and shit, you know, viruses. So they're like, yo, that's a good fucking idea. So... They're like now they're doctors, <laughs> and it shows them even talking to doctors too. Like they're they're getting a like a crash course on basic, I guess. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, like basic uh, checkups. They're walking in the hospital with the doctor, and he's I didn't like, catch that. Yeah, he's explaining stuff to them, and it's I, just, I kept wondering, like, oh, what if he has to like give a shot? What if he doesn't know what to do? I was already thinking ahead, like, oh no. Yeah, no, they they actually got okay, like like a little cool. crash course training from a doctor, like in basic stuff, I guess, and. I remember I had to go to the bathroom really bad, but th- there's the part where they're going to go down the river, but before they do, the government guy, their their government contact there gives them two syringes. He's like, inject yourselves with it. He's like, what is it? Like GPS? So yeah, just save it or just inject yourselves. And then he's like, so you can track our bodies. And I was like, oh, fuck, oh, dude. That, that part was crazy. Yeah, too. they were prepared for the worst case scenario. And they all, even the... T- you know, uh, what's his name? I'm bad with names. The character name or the one Jim Cavizio? Yeah, with Tim Ballard. Yeah, him and and the cartel guy. They they knew what they were getting into. Yeah, and uh, the other guy that was supporting them down there, 
he could only do so much. Yeah. He he just couldn't. He has to abide by the yeah. his uh, government and everything. Yeah. So they knew, and they were prepared for it. They knew it was going to go sideways or it had the potential to go sideways. So it's not like they were going in blind. That's that's what makes it makes them more braver. Yeah. Dude, that, that takes a lot of balls to fucking do that, man. Yeah. But they go, they go down the river. They get separated. The ex-cartel guy gets left behind, and they take Cavizio. And they take him to the little village that's run by the scorpion. And he has them just check up his men. Fuck everybody else. Yeah. Check, just check up my men. Make sure they're healthy. And he finds the girl there. They're stomping on something. I was like, are those grapes? Are they making like wine or something? I don't know what, what that was. Yeah, they're stomping on plants in water. Well, there's a random scene where they're tattooing the little girl. Oh, yeah. And yeah. It's, there's no, I mean, you don't need contact, but she's there, tears, you know, running down her face. She's getting a tattoo. She's. It's a little crown. Yeah. It's like a little crown. black crown tattoo in the back of her neck. Yeah, the back of her neck. And you see that first because you don't see her face. He sees a little girl asleep, right? Doesn't he before? And no, no. He, he sees her stomping on the on the thing. But who's that girl he sees before? He sees a girl laying down, doesn't he? No, because he, he just got to the village. Oh, and he, he's walking around. He sees a bunch of kids, like a lot of girls, but yeah, they're, like none of them are her. And that's when he walks up to these people stomping on this plant like and water thing. Yeah. And uh, he sees a black crown and he calls her. He calls out to her twice. And finally, he calls her by her full name and she turns around and he's like, oh, fuck. He's he's happy he's at the same time. Almost. He's almost giddy. Like. Yeah. Because he all this fucking hard work to find her. And right. You know, he's pretending to be checking up on her, but he's also talking to her. And Scorpion comes and because Scorpion's the one who bought her. Yeah. He loves her. And Scorpion's like, hey, look, there you are. He's like, is she sick? Like, no. All right, well, go check up on my men. See if they're good. Yeah, because he pretty much said when he was, when they showed him the paperwork as far as the vaccines, he was like, nah, he burns the paper. And he's like, if somebody's sick, bring them to me. Pretty much, I'll deal with them. Or yeah. you're not going to, um, what's the word he used? Not quarantine, but you're not going to evacuate anybody from here if they're sick, bring them over here. Yeah, which I mean, and he just sets both papers on fire yeah. and just drops them on the floor. So I mean, he spells out his his motives like right there. So there's no guessing what's going to happen. Well, like right before the scorpion shows up, he's asking her, "Where do you sleep?" Yeah, like which house do you sleep in? But he shows up, so it just cuts to nighttime, and he's walking around looking at all the houses, and yeah, that's where he sees a girl sleeping, but it's not her. Okay, okay. And Scorpion and his troops are all around a campfire just playing a guitar and singing loud and loud drunk and, as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and he finds her. But when he woke her up, she screamed, and you, which you can't blame her. And he hears it, so he's like, I'm going to go check up on my little girl. Mm. Walks over there. Cavizio tells her, hey, we're both dead if, if, if we mess up, so just play along. He hides into the bed. The asshole picks the little girls up, puts her in his bed, and he starts pretty much showing that he's going to take off his pants. Yeah. And you know what I like? I like that Cavizio, like, silently snuck up behind her or behind him. And he tells her, like, he, he pu- moves okay, his hand down, yeah. his, down, his, down his face, like, telling her to close, close her eyes. And they get into a fight. And I, I guess he stabs him to death because you, you see the shadows. Yeah. Like, like it looks like, like the motion of a stabbing. And they sneak off. 
they find the fucking scorpion dead. They figure they're like, hey, check the river. But the, the guards were asleep. Yeah. But they get away <laughs> in time. They follow him. And they make it to the fucking uh, truck where the friends are waiting, the uh, cartel and the other government guy. They make it in. The dudes are right behind him shooting him. And you know what? I, th- I thought it was kind of funny. Like, they're running away. And then just some dude out of nowhere shows up, like, on a road. Like, yeah. comes out of the trees. Like, where the fuck did this guy come that from? That part made me chuckle. Like, yeah. He, was he like, tried, and then he was like, fuck this. <laughs> but, well, I, mean, I just think it's funny. It's like, how did that guy get there so fast? He, he, had, he was probably the last resort. He's got, like, Jason powers or something. <laughs> but, but, yeah, he showed up out of nowhere, and, and he doesn't do shit. But they get away, and... and they all had the shooting capabilities of a stormtrooper, luckily. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, I think the only thing big they hit was a window. Yeah, but it was it. after, like, the 12th shot, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thankfully for them. I, I was waiting for some cliche, like, oh, is everybody okay? And then the one guy just... Showing his bloody hands. He's yeah. like, I'm okay. And then, like, the camera kind of pans around. He's all bloody. But no, like, it was actually a happy ending. It was, yeah, it was very little cliches in that movie. He he reunites the, the daughter with the dad. And, and like, I thought that was a really good scene. Oh, man, when you see the kid, she's like, you know, she's, he's like, Miguel's here, too. And you, you see him trying to hold back the tears. You, know, you can see how traumatized she is. And the scene where she goes into her room and there's, like, the little drum on the bed. I was like, dude, this kid is so just mentally broken. Like, is she ever going to sing again? Yeah, for but, real. But she starts playing and singing, and I was like... Relieved. I, yeah, 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 relieved. Well, even when she's looking at her dad, you can tell, like, she almost doesn't believe it's real. Yeah. Or she's like... Yeah, she okay? hesitant. Am I okay to be, like, let my guard down? Am I okay to be... She's hesitant. Yeah. And that's her dad, you know? It's just heavy. It's not a movie. It's not a comfortable movie. Just and it's, it, and it's it shouldn't not. be. It's not. That's not what it's for. It's not like everything else, uh, entertainment or a distraction. Which you gotta admit, most movies, sporting leagues, they're all distractions. This movie was. It's know. what it's what should have been a documentary, but you know more people are most likely gonna watch it if it's a movie. Yeah. But then you got assholes like the media saying, "Oh, it's it's a right." Being Christian conspiracy Q Anon movie, I'm like what the fuck? I again, I hate to bring it back to that, but I got nothing of that. There's even one of the biggest left wing YouTubers, and she's like, I didn't see that in the movie. She's like, it was a good movie, but I want my money back because there was no Q Anon right wing so, Christian. So stuff. was she disappointed that no. there wasn't, or did she? Well, well, she, 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 was, she was she was she was making a joke that. She's disappointed that oh. there wasn't because she she went the, the the only reason she went to go see it was because she kept hearing it's QAnon right wing conspiracy. I still don't know what none of that is. I still don't know what the fuck QAnon is, <laughs> but she 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 said like yeah the movie's cool. She said the movie does have some dumb cheesy parts. She was like like the part where he says. God's children are not for sale. But she's like, but damn it, I fucking cried. <laughs> she's like, she's like, yeah, it's cheesy, but it hit her, you know? Yeah. Because she understands, like, how fucked up it is. I think to look at that movie the way you look at any other kind of movie, it's not, it's not fair. Yeah. You can't compare that to, like, Barbie. I'm only saying that because it's coming out at the same time. And, um, they just say it's an important movie. It, it is. And, like, yeah, nobody's all giddy and ready to go watch it. You kind of see it because you kind of owe it to yourself. And at least, to, like, they make a big emphasis on the storytellers at the end on that message that Jim Caviezel 
kind of let out. He's talking about the storytellers of the movie, and it's the two. Yeah, the they're two like siblings. the bravest. They're the bravest characters yeah. of the story, and, and it's like, the two kids. Why would you not want to watch it? You're doing. I don't want to say disservice or injustice to all the kids out there that have been slaughtered or trafficked, trafficked, trafficked. Um, like, like I'll say that I would think it's right that if, if you know, let's say like a a movie that's about homophobia and gay bashing, you know, like Boys Don't Cry. Yeah. Like I would say, like it's an important movie like that where it's something we have to be aware about and it's an ugly thing. Yeah. But you have to see it. Yeah. You know? And that's exactly what I think that this movie is. And I just think it's very questionable why suddenly everyone is just don't watch it. Yeah. Like, why not? If it was a movie, like, what was the one about the killer whales on Netflix? That Blackfish or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody was up in arms for that movie. And they want, oh, let's fucking go burn SeaWorld down and every other place. Like, how? I mean, I love animals too, but how can you not have that same compassion for human beings, human life, children even, or children? Like, I don't, I don't get it. You don't have to have kids to have a heart for children or uh, preserving innocence. You don't have, it's not. You, it's not you're alive you're a person you have a soul um some people that's not really something to debate that people or children should not be sold in a sex trafficking ring like how can you be on the other side of that how there's no way to defend anything there's no way to defend people talking bad about the movie because it's not even about opinions it's about the truth the truth yeah you know and the truth is not always sexy and We've been taught a lot of truths over the years, and it's all bullshit. Um, this is one thing you can't really argue, and why would you even want to try to argue it? Wow. That just makes me think, you know, otherwise about what we're... I don't want to say where your loyalties lie, but it makes me think about your, your character and your moral fiber. Yeah. I like know. I said, I mean, like I was saying, I'm convinced... It might be a harsh thing to say, but anyone who just has no interest in the movie but had an interest in cuties, they got some fucking skeletons in their closet, dude. Even then, if I think it's just if you just have no interest in this movie, that it's got some questionable things about you, man. Yeah, I mean... When I first heard about it, usually I'm the biggest shit talker, the biggest hater of anything. I would admit that. As much as the next guy. But when I heard of this movie, and even when I was seeing that there was giving tickets away for free, I was like, that's kind of weird. That's kind of counterproductive. But I didn't get the full scope of it. I didn't get the whole... I didn't really think about it. And when I did, I was like, oh, wow, that's that's crazy. Like They just want this message out. Um, It's not about begging for money to get the movie made the movie's made and they just want it to be seen and it should be seen i want i asked you after like oh do you think it's gonna win anything and you're like fuck no if it doesn't if it doesn't even get nominated then that's that just show we already know hollywood's fucked up we already know the government's fucking you know questionable everything every authority every anybody with power it's all it's all questionable. Well, like I was telling you, like there's there's that one badass sheriff in uh, 
I forgot what county in Florida, but he's arrested so many pedophiles, dude. His whole fucking station have arrested. They've done so many busts. And there's always one person in that list that works for Disney. Always, dude. I believe it. I mean, it's like you like steaks. <laughs> it's just, I don't even want, no, I'm not going to make no metaphor. You get it. <laughs> it's like you're going to go where, where, I guess what you're into, where there's plenty of, and just, it's sick. But it makes sense. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't deny that there's probably teachers, people that join the, the, whatever, the, education system just to be around children oh wait, dude uh, did you remember throughout the 2010s how there are all these hot bitches yeah who worked yeah. as teachers and yes. they're fucking their students yes and it was just like almost every week there was like some hot chick and she's fucking her students like and even getting knocked up there was a number that got knocked up and they're throwing away their whole i mean like, you think it would be older teachers? No, these teachers were young, dude. They were, like, in their 20s They're to early 30s. Super attractive, I mean, for a teacher. Um, and it was all women, too. Yeah, they were all women. I mean, I, I'm sure there's the other side of the coin, but as far as what was being... Why do you think that was so emphasized on I mean, those, those cases? Because a lot of stuff they don't cover, the news. Well, because there's also, like, the double standard, because there was a bunch of dudes who were like, well, I wish that were me. Like, oh, you know, hats off yeah. to the kid. And everybody's like, oh, that's pretty sick. But then there's also that side on women. Like, dude, I remember when the first Harry Potter movie came out, we had lines going out the building for that movie. And that line happened to be go right near the box office. Like, I mean, these people were literally up against the box office, up against the glass. On the other side of the glass, I'm right there. Yeah. There's no wall. Just the glass that came up to about my shoulder, mm -hmm. I can hear everything. And there was just old ladies talking about, um, what's the name of the, uh, Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah. Talking about how attractive he is and what they would do to him. He was like fucking nine. He was a kid movie. when that movie came out. And I was hearing moms talking about what they would do to him. I mean, I mean, I guess it's just the South Side, but I mean <laughs> that that this was also the time where where I was working one day, and some I was gonna, you know what I, I don't I don't want this is make this all political, but some white dude comes in, okay, some thin white dude comes in, and he's like with his hands behind his back, you know, and he's just looking up at the movie times, and I'm like, I'll be ready when you're ready, sir, and he's just looking. And then he's like, where, where are they listening for the adult movies? And I was like, oh, they're right there. They're all adult prices. Um, unless you have a kid, you would charge them child prices. I didn't think of it. Like, no, I mean, like the adult movies. I go, oh, I go, no, it says adult because that's adult prices. <laughs> oh, and then he kind of like backs off a little, still with his hands behind. He's just like pretending like he's still interested. And he just walks off, dude. What the hell? He took off. <laughs> Was he from Amsterdam or what? I don't know, man. No, no, he didn't sound foreign. That's <laughs> he sounded horrible. He sounded like yeah, he was there to watch porn, dude. He's like, oh, I'm gonna stay away from the child uh, <laughs> category. Oh man, that's, Wait. that's creepy. But yeah, dude, uh, there's just a bunch of weird fucking people. But 
yeah, um, overall, I, I like the fucking movie. It's it's not one of those movies where you're like, dude, this is a fucking badass movie. Yeah. Go buy some beers. We're going to watch this tonight. No, it's one of those yeah. movies where you got to go in prepared emotionally. And it's it's a good movie. The actors did a good job. The storytelling was good. It, it didn't feel like it dragged at all. And it wasn't overly graphic, which it didn't have to be. Because like I said, they... They showed enough, and they didn't even insinuate. You you already know. You can imagine. Like I think, just like with all these movies that these horror movies that they not they kind of just insinuate. You know something scary. It's not in your face. Boom, boom, boom. I think that's the worst when you have your own imagination. Well, the worst was when they show the girl in the bed, and there's just the old dude right there. Yeah. And they show the outside view of their uh, the apartment they're in, and he just closes the curtain. Yeah. Like fucking asshole, dude. So. They could have. They could have really went for the jugular, and but there was no need to. It's yeah. already horrific in its own, just the idea. The premise of the whole movie is is the horror show. And I... So if you're one of those people, like the ones that walked out, I, I get it. But it's not, like I said, overly graphic, but it's it's almost too much still. It's a, it's, it's a lot emotionally. Yeah. Like, it'll piss you off. Like Caviezel said it at the end, like I imagine a lot of you are sad. Yeah, and it's true. Like it's it's a sad fucking movie, even though it has a happy ending. It's a bummer. It, it's still sad because it's it's a continuing problem, and it's it's just it's a movie that you have to watch, and like you said, you have to fucking talk about it and spread the fucking word about it because it's a fucking problem that everybody needs to know about, and. The more people know about it, I mean, yeah, like I felt I, I I walked out feeling fucking helpless, but it's like the right thing to do is to fucking talk about it, spread about it, spread awareness of it. Because again, what the fuck good is me wearing a fucking ribbon that's awareness for something going to do? What what the fuck am I doing? You know, well, same thing for this movie. It, it, it's 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 as good as that. It's as good as wearing a ribbon. It's as good as holding a concert event for awareness. It's a good um, Overwatch selling uh, Mercy pink skin for you know cancer awareness. Yeah. It's as good as that. It, it'll do. It, it, it's as helpful as that. But yeah, overall, like, I mean, it's a dumb thing. Yeah, I recommend the movie. Everybody needs to watch it. It's it's an emotional roller coaster. Is there anything you can compare it to? No, not man. really historically or important wise. There isn't really right anything like it. Uh, it it's not groundbreaking. Like I said, like you know, for it, for there being an actual problem that exists, and to bring awareness to it would be like movies I could compare it to would be like maybe American History X, hmm. Boys Don't Cry, where okay, they're like not saying that they're on the same grounds, but they're on the same grounds of things to be aware of because these are ugly things that are happening. You know, yeah, and like these movies exist for a reason, and you need to watch them. And it's because, well, you know, like same thing. Why? Uh, I would say this this for the same reason that Lean on Me and Stand and Deliver exist. We there's a reason why we got shown those movies in school because what happens to people that drop out of school? You know, like yeah, like. These days, it's it's mainly white people who get to drop out of school and have a successful fucking career and shit and become millionaires. But back in the 90s, 80s, what would happen to us, you know, Mexicans and 
black kids drop out of school or drug addiction and homelessness. Yeah, gangs. Yeah. That that's why, you know, Morgan Freeman tells a uh, kid Ray, like you you'll be dead in a year. Mm-hmm. When he's telling him he's dropping out, he's like you'll be dead in a year. And I believe like these movies are important and should be shown to kids through all fucking generations, all years, because they're really important movies. I'm not saying to steal your teacher's car and fix it up and take it back to him. <laughs> like on lean on me. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, stand on stand and deliver. But you know, I, th- I think, like, even that was very true with Lou Diamond Phillips, where he's just a fucking gangster, you know, up to no fucking good, but it seems like he, he's going to have a better life actually giving a fuck about school. Yeah. He, I mean, Edward James almost, he kind of reached him, you know? He yeah. Got, he got to him and made a, a difference in his life. Those are both just awesome movies. Oh, like, yeah, dude. They're very good movies. Lean on Me. I fucking great. love them. I do think Lean on Me is my favorite one, though, out of all of them. Mm-hmm. I really love uh, Morgan Freeman tells the press like they used to call me Crazy Joe, but now they can call me Batman. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah. He's his baseball bat, yeah, and that's where he has every door chained so no yeah. drug dealers can come in. Yeah, Lean on Me is such a good fucking movie, yeah. man. That that's a straight up five out of five, ten oh, out yeah, of ten, dude. man. I yeah, I remember being young. I, I know we we trailed off to not really something different, but. Just that movie, that that first scene with Welcome to the Jungle hits and those dudes. Yeah, they, you see they, how nice the school looked. It turns to shit. Yep. You know, other movies I compare this to would be like not compare, but say are as important would be like Boys in the Hood, uh, Menace to Society, yeah. Blood in, Blood Out, showing you how if you make the wrong decisions in life, things are going to get really bad. I mean, to me, I'd say like I don't I don't know about now. But those movies served a purpose in the '90s when they came out, and it, it was about awareness too. Yeah, it was it was awareness of just how we're killing each other in the streets over fucking colors. Yeah, and and also it served as awareness too to like the police brutality and shit like that. So they had multiple purposes, but they're important. They were important, and I'd say they still are to a point. So, yeah, I agree. But yeah, it was a good movie. I think everybody should check it out. I mean, look into the free tickets if you if you don't want to spend the money or if you don't have it in your budget. Just oh yeah, and uh, there's a website for it. It's Angel. What was it Angel Angel dot com slash Freedom? You, you could literally Google uh, "Sound of Freedom" free. Well, speaking of just the title, you hear the title and you get an idea of what the title is about. But when you hear them, kind of explain or not explain they show you you literally see what the sound of freedom is what they're talking about and it's crazy that's that's emotional too and that was pretty moving when you think about it like that you know what yeah the website to the page forward it's literally angel.com slash freedom and it has the paid forward thing can't afford tickets claim free tickets claim a free ticket from someone who paid it forward or share free tickets with someone and it has a pay it forward and it has to buy tickets. They had a goal. Total box office. The goal was two million. <laughs> what do you mean goal? They had a goal. Like let's sell this many tickets to oh, okay. people. Oh who, wow. I don't two million. Know. I don't even want to know what the what they hit. Twelve point five million. <laughs> Holy shit. I like that, dude. It's 
627% of goal. That's actually beautiful. Two million for two million, and they went over that by a lot. So, yeah, it makes me fucking happy, man. Holy shit. That, that's fucking cool, dude. That's really fucking cool. Didn't they say it grows more than Indiana Jones? <laughs> I think. Maybe. I'm not that but, like, like, I wouldn't say more than it, but, like, the the cost that it took to make yeah, okay. to how much it earned. Profit or whatever. Yeah, because Indiana Jones, I think, was, like, $300 million that it cost to make. Doesn't it suck that... Oh, I don't know about you, but I don't want to see that movie, and I love the old... Yeah, I, I don't But doesn't it you. suck that... You know, you don't want to see it, or yeah. do you not care? We don't. I, I don't care, but I'm glad we saw this over Oppenheimer, which I still think you know we should go next week see Oppenheimer. But I, I'm glad we saw this. Uh, it took what 15 million to make, and they're they made like 120 million. And a lot of people say, yeah, but a lot of it's because of the paid forward day. But yeah, but those are people who give a fuck. Yeah, and that's okay with me, man. That, it doesn't matter. The- that people paid for it, people still went to see it. Yeah. So it kind of evens out. The fact that people wanted to see it. Because you could buy a thousand tickets and if nobody goes, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I'm glad they did that. Yeah, it's It really was number one priority as far as movies that were out. Even though I really want, I know it's the same, you want to see o- Oppenheimer or Oppenheimer or Oppenheimen as I call it. <laughs> Oppenheimen. I think it's good that we watched that one. Yeah, like, I feel, honestly, I, I wouldn't have felt right if we saw Oppenheimer over this. Like, this is still in the theaters. It's been in the theaters for a while. We have to fucking check it out, and I'm glad we did, and it's fucking good. It's good, but not in a good way, if you know what I mean. It, it, it's a dark movie, roller coaster ride. There's no really no way to enjoy it. It does give you hope, and it does... It does make you hope for the best which is that's kind of rare these days honestly yeah. i think it really did inspire hope in me like watching it where i was literally pulling for like the best case scenario which you don't always get that in movies and i'm glad that this being a true story did end like that man if i were dad dude i wouldn't be fucking feeling good at all dude i'd be like nah, i'm fucking paranoid dude yeah. You know what it reminded me too of the ending to the uh runaway train song from Soul Asylum. Oh, Remember yeah. the video? It's Man. showing missing kids. Like not and there was like four versions of that. It wasn't well, just a one video, it was different. The the end of the video shows a, a lady stealing a baby. Oh, yeah. And she puts it in the car and just drives off and the mom comes out like, Where the fuck's the kid? And it's just yeah. But you know there, there there's a uh, some shit about that that video. It helped. It helped. But a lot of those victims were pissed because they ran away from bad homes. Oh, wow. And they were being abused, so they ran away. And when they found them, it just, you know. Kind of put them back in their shitty situation. Yeah. So so half of it was good. The other half was a lot of people like, it it ruined my life because I I found a better life. But it, it just brought me back to the old one. So... Oh man, it's, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's a very good fucking song. I, I still listen to it a lot. I I still I also still like misery. Misery, yeah. You know what? I had forgot about that song too. What was it? Clerks too, dude. They I played think, it at the end. I was like, oh, dude, the song fucking slaps. I, I think, think 
the best use of that song was in Clerks 2 because, you know, Dante and Randall, Randall is such a piece of shit, but, you know, Misery Loves Company and they yep. decided to just make, because uh, I see, I still haven't seen Clerks 3, but Dante decides to stay in New Jersey instead of moving to California and run the car wash or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, just buy the store and run the store with his best friend, you know, like. That that's the ultimate go. Be happy with his best friend. Oh man, we we can talk about that some other day. <laughs> we're gonna talk about Kevin Smith and all his bullshit. You know what? We're gonna make a whole Kevin Smith episode. And just talk about the downfall of Kevin Smith. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. And uh, but yeah, this is Gabe and Adrian. And actually, we're actually face to face. Yeah, yeah, we're actually sitting in, a, in a one room, but John John's still in Discord. So, John John, you could say your name too, since you were in it a bit. <laughs> you were providing a uh, tech support. Oh, thank you. Uh, this is John John. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. What the fuck? <laughs> Much obliged. But yeah, we're done.